Podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. You know, last week we had a special episode of the Paracast, which we called, for want of another term, we called Gene and Chris Talk Shop. Now, this is a sort of show where we just sat back and took our shoes off, had a couple of beers, and I don't drink beer, but, you know, figuratively speaking. And we talked about the show, about our beliefs, experiences, and we answered your questions. Now, I should tell you also that we kind of expected maybe our listeners wouldn't care. They'd say this is a dull way to spend three hours. But except for one person who posted in our forums, they liked what we did and they'd like us to do it every so often. What did you think about that one particular email or message? Well, there's one in every crowd. I mean, you, you can't, you know, please all the people all the time. So, I mean, the law of averages <laughs> pretty much will dictate that it doesn't matter who we have on. We could have, you know, um, the, the second coming of Christ on and somebody would have, uh, find something to complain about. Um, well, because you're I'm a Muslim or a Jew. There you go. You see, so so there's always going to be something. So there's always going to be somebody. <laughs> well, we could, we could have the Messiah coming back for the first time and all the Christians would start howling. You see, they'll say we can't do that because... One of the co-hosts is Jewish. There you go. You can only you can only do the best that you can, and I think you know. I think the idea of, of doing a, a a shop top type type segment every few months, I think it's a good one. One interesting thing that also happened this week is we had the beginning of what is called the rapture, or at least that's what a certain talk show host said. But this rapture is something that rolls out strategically in different time zones. Now think about how the rapture, as depicted by this particular person, resembles the way Apple Incorporated approaches the subject. So Apple will roll out a new iPhone or an iPad at the same time, the local time, in different parts of the world. So Australia gets it first, and then it goes across the globe. So, you know, it's 6 p.m. in Australia, then as we get on, it's 6 p.m. Pacific time, etc., etc. So the rapture was designed, apparently, to follow Apple computers' lead. <laughs> Jeez. Well, the only thing I have to say about all that is I totally forgot that it was supposed to happen that day, and it wasn't until that evening that all of a sudden it dawned on me, oh, my God, I'm still here. And at first I was really bummed because I thought, oh, my God, I've been left behind. And, uh, and then I realized, well, wait a minute. If all those fundamentalists have just been zapped up into uh, the heavens – then the earth is going to be, I think, a kinder, gentler place, and we're not going to have as much, uh, you know, conflict on the planet. Because let, let's get real, Gene, fundamentalism is the cause of a lot of conflict on this planet. And to be left behind and have all the fundamentalists be taken somewhere would actually be a good thing. Well, yes, but if you're a fundamentalist, you're not going to agree with us. I think what it is is taking spiritual literature, such as the Bible, too literally, because it's written in the language of a couple of thousand years ago. So trying to apply that to the present, maybe a lot of the edicts can be applied, and we're not going to dispute that. But the earth is not 6,000 years old. Sorry, folks. No. All you have to do is go to the Grand Canyon, look at all that geology, and you'll figure that one out real fast. Yeah, you know, we actually got a letter at the Tech Night Out Live radio show. One of our regular listeners heard us say something about religion, I suppose, or about the earth, and started telling us the earth was 6,000 years old. And I said, well, what about carbon dating? 
you don't want to know what kind of response I got from that. Yeah. Now, this person was entitled to their beliefs. I don't think that person is listening to either show, so it doesn't matter anymore. If you believe the Earth is 6,000 years old, though, well, I wasn't there. You weren't there. How do you account for this discrepancy? How do you account for the geological history of our planet extending over, what, 3 billion years? How could it all have happened in 6,000 years? Well, it's 4.5 billion, but who's counting? Hey, you know, I lost count of 3 billion. What's a few billion, my (laughs) friends? Doesn't really matter, you know. A billion here, a billion there. Soon you have big money. That's what the politicians say. Well, this whole idea of, of belief and, and religion and, and, and what have you, I think it, it kind of factors into today's subject and, and guess because I've been watching uh, with, uh, with interest uh, over a number of years the, the belief systems that have sprung up around the whole crystal skull mystery. And I think today's guests uh, hopefully will supply us with some uh, – some some grounded uh, and I think educational material that might uh, bring us all up to speed. I have done quite a bit of research in this realm, so I'm I'm really looking forward to talking about the crystal skulls and and uh, really diving into how this belief system has sprung up around them and you know how relevant it is. An interesting question there, Chris. How were you first exposed to the lore of the crystal skull? <laughs> the lure of the crystal skull. Well, actually, in many was, ways, <laughs> it could lure. You could lure, and it has an allure. Well, the first time that I really had to deal with the subject and and really had no choice was a a woman uh, rancher in the San Luis Valley claimed that she had found this very curious uh, glass skull that uh, kind of looked alien like actually um, on the corner of her property. And it turned out to be one of only two hoaxes over 20 years that have been attempted to have been perpetrated on me. I was able to find uh, the maker of this skull, who was actually a glassblower up in Denver. But but for the first couple, three weeks that this thing had surfaced, uh, it raised quite a controversy. And, of course, being an investigator, the first thing I did was call, you know, the top experts in the world on the, the real Mayan crystal skulls, uh, including... You know, the, the I think everyone agree that Nick Nosarino was the preeminent expert uh, uh, prior to his death uh, a number of years ago. But, you know, when I broached the subject of the possibility of a crystal skull being found up in the San Luis Valley in Colorado, he laughed and said, no way. So uh, based on that two or three week period that I really dug into the whole subject matter at, at that time, there, there weren't the number of books out there that are now available on this subject, but I got a real crash course on this particular, these very enigmatic artifacts. And, and to be honest with you, I, I'm very intrigued by them. And since then, I've seen quite a number of the famous ones, including Max, uh, the Joanna Parks has, the Mitchell Hedges skull, which, uh, you know, belonged to, uh, now belongs to Bill Holman, but uh, was found by, uh, by a famous explorer down in Mexico, uh, uh, Mitchell Hedges. And, uh, I think the subject is very intriguing. I'm really looking forward to this, uh, the first uh, segment that we've ever had, first episode on this subject. Now, we have to clarify this. We did discover, we did have something on a skull, but not a crystal skull. This is the one from Lloyd Pye. Yeah, yeah, totally different. That's an actual, uh, that's an actual, some sort of art, animal artifact, if you will. Uh, That's a real skull. These skulls that we're going to be discussing today are, 
are exquisite works of art um, that are shrouded in quite a bit of controversy. Uh, and we're, I'm sure we will we'll be covering the, uh, the controversy in depth here uh, in the show. Now, what do you know about our guest, Joshua Shapiro, except that he's the second Joshua we've had on the show in recent weeks? Right. Yeah. Interesting how that works. Well, Joshua has uh, has been you know researching and actually going out and searching for these skulls for quite a number of years. I'm not as familiar with his work. Uh, he was one of the co-authors of one of the most famous books on the Crystal Skull um, early on, and um, and knew Nick Nosereno and knows most of the the top people in this particular field. I would have loved to have had him included in our documentary, um, The Search for the Crystal Skulls, that I edited and helped co-produce. We did have Stephen Mailer, uh, J.J. Hurtak, uh, David Childress, uh, Bill Holman. And I got actually quite an education just by, you know, being involved in that particular project. So Joshua is one of the people whose name comes up in conjunction with the, you know, the the top experts in the field. So I've never actually had a chance to to talk with him. So it's going to be a real pleasure for me to, to finally meet him. Okay, coming up, the Crystal Skulls explored on the Paracast. The guest is Joshua Shapiro, one of the acknowledged experts in the subject. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, Fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. When making important financial decisions, you should always know the facts. That's why Midas Resources is willing to pay you to read the facts. Midas Resources, a team of hand-picked financial specialists with decades of financial experience who are ready to provide you with state-of-the-art, up-to-date financial services. Midas Resources offers a host of services and stands behind their products. In fact, if you call and order their free Midas report, Midas Resources will pay you. This detailed report will provide you with financial history on the safest and most profitable areas to invest in. If you read the report, Midas Resources will send you a free Walking Liberty Silver Half Dollar. So what are you waiting for? Get the facts and call Midas Resources toll-free at 888-292-2709. That's 888-292-2709. And remember, if you read the Midas report, you'll receive a free Walking Liberty Silver Half Dollar.
Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid. Member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Did you know that billions are spent every year just for a simple drink of water? But it's the quality of the water that Americans are concerned with, especially after floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, and other disasters that routinely disrupt and contaminate water supplies. Safe drinking water is too important to leave to chance. That's why you need an Aqua Rain water filtration system. The American-made Aqua Rain is an essential survival tool that operates for just pennies per gallon. It lets you retrieve water from lakes, ponds, streams, or rooftops during any disaster and assures you of healthy drinking water. The stainless steel Aquarain's patented space-age ceramic and GAC technology uses microfiltration and gravity to purify water. No chemicals, no electricity, no water pressure needed. And Aquarain's cartridges last for thousands of gallons. Aquarain is hands down the best water filter on the market. Call 800-572-2051 or go to Aquarain.com. That's 800-572-2051 or Aquarain.com. Every family needs an Aquarain. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. Chris and Jean back on the Paracast, focusing this week on crystal skulls. Our guest is Joshua Shapiro. Now, Joshua reached out to me oh, a week or two back after listening to the episode we did with Tim Beckley and Tim Swartz. Joshua, welcome to the Paracast. You're an old friend of Tim Beckley's, aren't you? Oh, most definitely. We've known each other for quite some time now. So how did you and Tim Beckley become acquainted? Actually, uh, Gene, I don't recall. It's so many years ago. I just assumed that probably I saw one of his books or he and I were at a conference that we spoke together. But, you know, we just stayed in touch and we just have a number of subjects of interest that are very similar. Now, as far as crystal skulls are concerned, Mm -hmm. how did you get involved in those? Well, that one I definitely know the answer to. My first contact with crystal skulls occurred when I was living in California in 1983. I had a friend who had a bookstore right across the street from the Rosicrucian Park in San Jose called the Ram Metaphysical Bookstore, and we became very good friends. I actually have the same birthday as one of her sons, and I came into her bookstore in April of 1983 to see if she needed copies of my first book, which was called... Uh, Journeys of an Aquarian Age Networker. 
while we were talking, she took out some pictures of an amethyst crystal skull, which I had never seen before. And as I was looking at those pictures, I actually felt myself responding to the photograph. I felt what I would call an inner earthquake going on inside of me, a vibration. And then all of a sudden, I just was like transfixed and I needed to know more about this. And then about a half an hour later after I had that experience, there was a real earthquake in California and the table in which this picture was sitting on was vibrating very fiercely. And my inner voice, which I've always followed, because I've traveled a lot on faith, where all I have is that inner voice, said, these crystal skulls are vital and important for the future. So after having such a powerful experience, I decided I better investigate this. And therefore, I was fortunate, I would say about two weeks later, the amethyst crystal skull, which was held at a gallery in San Jose, California, They showed it to a gentleman who purportedly was quite wealthy with the possibility to purchase it, and I was invited to see it, and I actually got a chance to see it, and then I had a whole different set of experiences with it. So this period of time in 1983, I just got very connected with crystal skulls, and my inner being knew they were vital for the future of humanity. When you're given such information and so overpoweringly, you have a choice. Do I do something with it or do I pretend it didn't happen? Well, being an Aries, I will always take action if it's something that I feel strongly about. So I have never stopped since that time. Yeah, you raise a point that you, you felt a, a real strong sense that the, the skulls were vital uh, for, the, for the future. And I think that raises a bunch of questions. So. At the time, your sense of urgency and how vital they were, has it changed over, over the, the intervening years? And, and, and what about them is vital? I mean, what, what are you referring to? Okay, these are all good questions, Chris. I would say, no, that feeling that I had from day one, as I call it, has never changed. And it has only been confirmed after now, what, what are we at, like 28 years later, after having many more experiences with other crystal skulls, after speaking to many other people all over the world who are having their own experiences, it has not changed in the least. Now, as far as what I think is vital about them, and of course, anything that I say in this line is only going to be based on personal experiences and opinions, because it's very difficult to prove exactly what the crystal skulls are, I would say, from a scientific perspective. I think that what they really represent is they represent several things. Number one, definitely computers from ancient cultures and civilizations, or computers from, let us call it, off-planet civilizations. The modern computers that we use today, of course, are all using quartz crystals inside of them. So the idea that these skulls are made from the same material gives us kind of a clue as far as what they're about. Now, as far as the uh, information goes, a lot of this is either coming from indigenous tribes or people that have the crystal skulls or people who are sensitive or sensitive to telepathic information they're receiving from the skulls that are sensing that there is a tremendous amount of knowledge and information that somehow has been encoded inside of the skull. So I would say that part of the work that we do when there is an opportunity is to try to work with either sensitives or some means, scientific means, where we can try to figure out what is this information. 
Then there's the energy aspect of the crystal skulls, which also seems to be affecting people in a very profound way, such as healings that are going on of different illnesses or physical problems that they say are incurable, and yet around the energy of the skull, these profound changes are happening. Then there's the other aspect of it, which is trying to figure out who actually made them and where did they come from. We're really dealing with a very simple subject. It's a piece of quartz made into the shape of a skull. However, once you start to get involved in it, once you start to have your experiences, once you start to talk to people all over the world, you find out it's not such a simple subject. Boy, I'll say, just the very controversy surrounding the fact that these skulls actually have been manufactured and you know, having seen quite a number of these artifacts myself, you can tell when when one of these skulls uh, is in front of you and you can look at it and you can see that the ones that appear more ancient appear to be a little rougher in their design. And how do, how do we know how these things uh, were carved? Let's say an ancient Mayan was tasked with carving one of these skulls. Why don't you uh, kind of share with our listeners a little bit? what the state-of-the-art thinking is on how they, without metal tools, were able to carve one of the harder substances found on the planet. I mean, quartz is what, uh, I think a high seven on the hardness scale? Uh, How how did they actually uh, manufacture these skulls? Uh, Some of them, for instance, Max, the Mitchell Hedges skull, the British Museum skull, these are incredibly, uh, just overpoweringly beautiful objects of art. And how could an ancient primitive guy without metal have carved these things? Okay, well, this, of course, is one of the main questions, which the only way that I can answer that is, again, based on different people who we've met, whether they're indigenous sources or sensitives or people who have had past life uh, recall of working with crystal skulls. There's a bunch of different theories. Now, First, the listeners need to understand the modern skulls that are being carved now, the carvers are using diamond-tipped tools. Of course, diamond is the hardest substance we know, and I have watched the carvers use that to cut through quartz like butter. So obviously, the modern skulls that are being carved today, of which some are very, very good carving. We were interviewed in January for a show that should be coming out I I believe it's going to be in the fall. It'll be called The Truth About Crystal Skulls on National Geographic. When I went into the room for the interview, I saw what looked like Mitchell Hedges' skull sitting on the table in this hotel room, and I thought... I'll have to ask you about what that means in a moment. We're talking to Joshua Shapiro, the topic, Crystal Skulls. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in The Paracast. Hey, neighbors, meetings are an essential part of any business. You know, making presentations to clients, collaborating with your colleagues. Well, make them as simple as possible to run and organize. Use GoToMeeting by Citrix, the easiest, most reliable online meeting service. With GoToMeeting, you can schedule an online meeting in seconds. Attendees can join with just a click from anywhere. Meeting materials are viewed on everyone's screen, making collaboration seamless. 
GoToMeeting is so easy to use for you and everyone joining your meeting. Plus, with GoToMeeting, hold as many meetings as you can for one flat rate. You have phone conferencing and voice over IP are included. You know, my listeners can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days, a month of unlimited online meetings free. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com, promo code PODCAST. Never buy home canning jar lids again. No kidding. When you buy Tadler reusable canning lids once, you'll never buy canning lids ever again. Safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways containing BPA. But Tadler reusable canning lids are guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning. Tadler lids are made with a USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, safe for direct food contact, and contain no BPA. Tadler lids are dishwasher safe, usable with standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars are indefinitely reusable and are proudly made in the usa place orders at reusablecanninglids.com or call 1-877-747-2793 877-747-2793 call 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com that's reusablecanninglids.com for tadler reusable canning lids the original since 1976 The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use escapeharassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009. That's 877 457 9009. Or go to escapeharassment.com and see our money back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. He looks five years younger. He doesn't fall asleep at his desk like he used to. He no longer drinks those energy drinks all day. He used to be gloomy. Now he's upbeat. He obviously has lost weight. He's now drinking Moringa in the Morning from BigJoe.us. Moringa is a delicious, all-organic, 100% bioavailable blend from the Miracle Moringa Tree, considered by many to be the most nutrient-rich plant ever discovered. Moringa in the Morning will suppress cravings for junk food and energy drinks and make you feel like a kid again. Drink Moringa in the Morning, available from BigJoe.us. That's B-I-G... J-O-E dot U-S. Vibrant Health is just a click or call away at BigJoe.us or 800-503-0515. 800-503-0515. That's 800-503-0515. Drink Moringa in the morning. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Another segment with 
the Crystal Skull Expert, Joshua Shapiro. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the PowerCast where we're trying to learn more about the Crystal Skulls. Now, you gave a name when you looked at this Crystal Skull that you saw. What was that name referring to? I was referring to the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. What is distinctive about that particular Crystal Skull? Well, that specific crystal skull is uh, one of the first that had been brought out that is almost an exact duplicate of a human bone skull. It is very expertly carved. So the reason I was bringing this up is that the modern carvers today, there was some Chinese carvers who actually duplicated that skull for the television show, and what I was seeing was a copy and not the original one. So what I'm trying to say by this is that the very old crystal skulls, which Chris was talking about, the modern carvers have the ability to duplicate it in form, but not energetically. Now, as far as possible theories that Chris asked me about how they might have been done in the past, well, I mean, we've talked about the possibility of of them being in Atlantis. There are a number of people who have past life memories of being in temples where they saw crystal skulls. I myself, if one have had such a memory, especially of a blue skull, which I went looking for in Peru, and I think that those skulls could have been made possibly by lasers, controlled by computers, another person... Why do you think that? We're talking about ancient skulls, right? Yes. Why do I think that? Because of the precise nature of the features. If someone had access to be able to use a laser, they could cut it and carve it in whatever shape that they wanted to. So, uh, or the possibility, and again, I don't know if anyone else suggested this, but I'm just thinking about it, is let's say these ancient civilizations had use of computers. They could program a computer with a laser, and it should be able to cut quartz crystal in whatever shape they would want it to be. So this might be one possibility. Now, one of the other people that we interviewed for our first book, Mystery of the Crystal Skulls Revealed, which I co-authored with F.R. Nick Nasserino and Sandra Bowen, In that book, we interviewed a gentleman named Michael Kent, who was a very remarkable individual that came up with all kinds of ideas. And he purported that some of the crystal skulls may actually have been human skulls that they understood how to convert them into quartz crystal through some type of advanced technology, which I think he called morphocrystalline transformation. And he said there were two types that were done. One was where the Atlantean priests, using the power of their mind, were able to shift the molecular structure of the bone into crystal. And then there was some other technology he said they got possibly from the Pleiadeans, where, and I don't remember exactly how he stated this, but it was through the use of a technology, again, changing bone into crystal. Okay, but this is just speculation. How do we possibly yeah, this is, prove we're any going of this? into the realm of sci-fi here a little sure. bit. Uh, what do you think, Joshua? I mean, do you fall for these unfounded sort of explanations, or do you, do you have a more mundane uh, sense about this, or you know, what are your feelings? Well, my feelings is, is that just as the person at National Geographic asked me how scientists might feel about some of these things, I only look at all the possibilities. I see myself more as a clearinghouse and offer this, like when we do our public talks or if we're sharing information, in books or things like that. I offer these as possibilities for each of the person who's reading or listening to make the decision themselves. It's very obvious, I think, if you study and are open to looking at artifacts that have been discovered, not just crystal skulls, 
but the ancient artifacts, very advanced artifacts that are being discovered with civilizations from the past, that there's no doubt in my mind that there have existed civilizations like Atlantis or Lemuria who had technologies that probably are far more advanced than anything we have now. Yeah, but that's but still speculation, Joshua. That's still speculation. There may be no doubt in your mind that these things occurred, that there were advanced civilizations. But, you know, sure. people out there are going to say, okay, that's fine. We've been reading about Atlantis for years. We've heard about Lemuria. We've heard about all these ancient civilizations. How do we prove it? There is, a, there, there is really no way to prove it because... The bottom line is it depends upon what the person believes in. If the person absolutely refuses that any of these possibilities could exist, they can disprove everything. This is exactly what scientists have tried to do. Yes, but Joshua, I think you're kind of putting the onus on the wrong priority here. If you make a claim that there's an ancient civilization highly advanced, first, there's two factors here. One, there is an ancient civilization, yes or no. Once you determine that, how advanced was that ancient civilization? And then if you determine that, if you can determine that, then you can start looking at what inventions they may have come up with. But, you know, we're putting the cart before the horse here, aren't we? Well, I'm only offering possibilities. What I think is the most important thing related to the crystal skulls is not necessarily to determine how might these very old ones have been created, but what is the effect? energetically that they're having upon people who are having contact with them. In other words, we can have objects that are very old and ancient, and we can have many questions about how were they created and where did they come from. But the most important thing is how do these objects affect people today? What are they doing to people today? And there are a lot of manifestations of healing and advancing people's creative and spiritual gifts that are happening a lot, and yet scientists and archaeologists don't want to look at this because it's challenging some of their cherished ideas about reality and physics and so on. So the crystal skulls, therefore, stay a mystery, and it just depends upon if there are people open and willing to try to use all means possible, both paranormal and scientific, to try to understand what they're about. I understand what you're saying, and I, and I agree, but you also have the reverse here. Um, as you may or may not be aware, I was involved in a bit of a controversy back in the mid to late 90s about a glass skull that was found in, in Colorado. And uh, for a number of weeks, it was quite, quite a, uh, <laughs> it was quite a cause celeb and, and it generated quite a bit of interest uh, from people. And we had uh, channelers that would sit, one woman sat for two days in front of it and retrieved all this incredible information about Atlantis and about even even I was in this pantheon of uh, channel material. I was some warrior uh, that sent there to protect the skull and find it and, and bring it to the world. And, and, of course, you know, I am an investigator, so uh, I did quite a bit of digging on this and was able to find that uh, it, it was actually an accident. It was put there as a talisman by the family of a glassblower who lived in Denver, and it was one of his rejects. And he said, put this, this will bring you good luck. So they buried it on the corner of their pasture, and the neighbor found it. So... It, it, it turned out to be, uh, uh, you know, have quite a mundane, uh, you know, explanation. But boy, I it, I wrote down some of the amazing stories and in, in, in the the insights that people got looking into this thing as a, you know, almost scrying with it, and uh, and and so you know, an object can produce very profound thoughts and feelings, but it doesn't necessarily have to be an ancient skull to do that. So I'm, nope. I'm trying to reconcile your 
your explanation with a, a personal example of this happening to quite a mundane object. Right. We, we are having uh, people who are having experiences with the new skulls as well as the ancient skulls. And sometimes what happens is, just like with computers, for example, are able to pass different information, video, audio, etc., we're seeing the same thing that's happening with crystal skulls, where a new skull is being put into the uh, presence of what many believe to be an older one, and energy and information is being passed, and then phenomena starting to happen as well. So this is all part of the mystery and the things that we try to research. And basically the, the point of view that I come from is to share the best information we have and allow people to make their own decision. We have so many mysteries in the world and so many people say, well, we want proof, we want this and that. And sometimes it's not so easy to do it. And sometimes you just have to present the information and allow people to decide. I'll tell you what, we'll present more information very shortly. We have Joshua Shapiro. He's written extensively about crystal skulls. The co-host is Chris O'Brien, who's also explored crystal skulls. And I do not have a crystal skull. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Extend your life with Extendovite. My name's John, and I've been having problems with my blood pressure for years. My doctor's tried everything without much success. I heard about Extendovite from a friend and thought, why not give it a try? It's been three months now, and my doctor's very pleased with how my blood pressure's finally coming down. I have a lot more energy than I've had in a long time. It's working for me. For 12 years now, I've been helping people. My name is Don Wiskin, and I want you to know Extendivite works. If you're looking for more energy or just want to be as healthy as you can, now is the time to join the growing list of real people benefiting from Extendivite. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 
Economists, politicians, and even the average citizen can agree we may only be days or weeks away from the next terrible event that could literally change the face of life as we know it. Learn the secrets of the world's top survival and preparedness experts at the DFW Marriott in Dallas, Texas for the 2011 International Survival and Preparedness Conference on Memorial Day weekend, May 28th through 30th. Register at survivalist.com or toll free 866-437-6570 before time runs out. That's survivalist.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral and not diminished by freezing, extreme heat, or years in storage. Dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit. Dermatol's soothing, rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective, it's guaranteed. Order yours today. Call 800-217-6677. 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Efficient, economical, effective. Spray it all with Dermatol. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. We're talking to Joshua Shapiro about crystal skulls. Now, you were talking about this phenomenon that evidently might be occurring with crystal skulls where people are able to harness more advanced powers. And the question I have is, would those powers, if real, be available even without the crystal skull? Maybe it's just a focal point, but not necessarily embedded with weird properties. Well, I think that we have many different tools that are available to us today, crystal skulls being one. I mean, there are a lot of people who are using quartz crystals to help themselves in different uh, facilities. But I also agree with you, Gene, that human beings have the potential to do anything that we can imagine within ourselves. And this comes from more of a spiritual belief that I have. So whether the crystal skulls is just a catalyst that helps someone to discover more of their creative abilities, their spiritual gifts, uh, insights about past lives, or how they can be of service using spiritual gifts for the planet, I think it's all very important. I think right now we live in a time where all of this kind of information and knowledge is just coming forward, and people have an opportunity, just like on the Internet, whatever subject you want to know about, throw in a couple of keywords to Google, and you're going to find there's all kinds of information that's available. The main question I would say is, are the crystal skulls, is a key tool, as I have found through my experience, 
you know, why are they important? Why should people know about them? And usually the best answer I can give about that is for someone who finds something that seems of interest or they're curious about it to go and seek to have their own experience. Now, if I and my partner Katrina were the only ones who were having experiences around the crystal skulls, then I would say, well, this, this would be a good question to challenge. But what we're finding is, is since we've had a website out there for crystal skulls since 1995, where almost every week just hearing from people all over the world who are having contact with crystal skulls that are sharing with us about their experiences. And it would take probably several lifetimes just to try to keep up with all the experiences and the new skulls that are coming out. The main thing that I would say that seems to be consistent with the crystal skulls is an energy field that's around them if they are what I would call an activated crystal skull. Okay, how do you measure an energy field? Can it be measured? Do you feel it? Can you actually take scientific instrumentation and see, well, there's something coming out of that thing? Uh, yes, there are actually devices where you can actually measure energy. I recall we did one experiment, just to give an example, where we said, okay, if the crystal skulls have these energy fields around it, could it impact a crop circle? Because many of the crop circle researchers are using different electromagnetic energy devices that are able to measure frequencies that are in the field. So what we did is we walked around the field, did a measurement of it first, and then we brought a crystal skull in, one of the crystal skulls that we personally have, which is a new skull done by a master carver in Brazil called Portal de Luz, Portal of Light in English. And this is the experience that happened to us. When we first measured the energy at the center of the crop circle, the energy was zero. However, when we placed the crystal skull inside of it, three of us saw within the crystal skull, it looked like a, an, how can I explain it, an energy swirling in and swirling out. So from my approximation of watching that, the crystal skull in a way was showing us that the reason why the electromagnetic energy was zero at the center of the crop circle was because this energy was swirling in and out, negating itself. So then the next question was, could the crystal skull itself change that energy field in the center of the crop circle? So we put it in there by itself without actually working with it or doing anything, and the energy stayed zero. Now, as crazy as this may sound to some of your listeners, we have a personal relationship with our crystal skulls, and they actually talk to us. We hear them telepathically. This particular crystal skull had suggested to me that the next time that I went to a crop circle with him, I should meditate with him with a music that he seems to like, which is Pasha Bell's Canon and B. All right, wait a minute here. Okay, so the crystal skull is sending you telepathic messages. You know it's a male. Yes. I because it says so, or does it have a male voice? No, I do not hear the voice like some people hear the voice. I hear it in my thinking voice. Okay. So in other words, it's like these thoughts are coming in, and they're not my thoughts, but they're coming from someone. So I've just learned that this is the communication from Portal de Luz. And when I work with him, I feel a male presence because my spiritual gift is I feel energy. This is what I use when we do our crystal skull session. So anyway, he was suggesting to meditate with this music. So what I did is I sat down with him 
I put on my headphones, I had a CD player, I meditated with the music. Now this is what happened to me. As soon as I started to meditate with him with the music, right next to the center of the crop circle, I started to feel like a cone of energy surrounding me. My eyelids started to flutter very quickly without my doing anything. It just automatically happened. And then I attempted to also sing with that song, and the people who were around me while I was doing the meditation said, what song are you singing? I said, I'm singing Pasha Bell's Canon in Thee. And they said, no, we don't recognize that song. After I completed this process, we then put the crystal skull into the center of the crop circle, and the electromagnetic meter jumped off the scale. So what I believe happened is, of working with the crystal skull, possibly because it was my own crystal skull. Usually guardians of crystal skulls have a personal relationship where they can activate their crystal skulls. And staying in this energy pattern of the crop circle, using the music, we were able to create some energy or we interacted with some energy there and we actually changed the energy that was in the center of the crop circle. The other thing that we have done to measure energy of crystal skulls is we have worked with uh, meridian stress test systems. Now, if the listener doesn't know what this is, this is a device that has been developed where you take an electrode and you touch uh, meridian points on the body, usually on the hands and the feet. And if 50% of the small electrical impulse goes through, it means that particular meridian is in perfect balance. If it is above or below it, it could be an illness to that particular meridian, which is usually linked to an organ in the body or a system in the body, or it could be some kind of tension. So what we've also done, too, is we've worked with Portal de Luz and also for the Sci-Fi Channel, which they did not air on their two-hour documentary. We also used it with the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull. Let me ask you a question here. Why didn't the Sci-Fi Channel air that? Just because of time constraints or what? Well, I don't know. I'm not the Sci-Fi Channel. If I was to guess, I would say either the explanation of the results of that test would probably not be easy to explain to people because I had to use a lot of numbers to explain it, or they just felt that they had other information. Because remember, whenever a production company does interviews, like let's say they do 10 hours of interview, they only have one or two hours to show. So they have to cut out most of what they're interviewing. They gave no explanation to me why they didn't include that research. But what I'm saying is we have used other devices to see, not to measure the energy, but what is the effect of the skull upon the individual. And in this case, when we used the meridian stress test system, the individuals were blindfolded because whatever item they're tested with, it's put onto the machine and it measures the effect of that object against the individual. So they don't know what they're being tested with. But these machines are extremely accurate because not only do they show you what's wrong, but some of the machines are also able to give remedies to your situation, like certain material, uh, certain vitamins to take or certain types of food to take, etc. The medical doctors in Europe use these devices quite uh, extensively, and here in America, I'm not sure if the AMA has approved the devices for our medical doctors. Have there been double-blind tests to see whether this technique actually works? Well, the, t- the test that we've been able to do, now remember, in order for us to do this test, number one, we have to find an individual who has the device that's willing to let us use it, and also to also be able to find volunteers. 
So what we've done is we've done these tests both in America and in Europe. We've done it with all kinds of people, and we basically get the same results. When the crystal skull is introduced, at least Portal de Luz, that was the main one we used, 90% of the readings were either the same or better than what's called a baseline reading, where the person was you know, just being measured and there was nothing put onto the device. We also used it to measure it against the same type of quartz crystal as the skull we were testing, and that piece of quartz crystal never did as well as the crystal skull. So it's always the shape of the skull. We'll get into more of this in a moment. Joshua Shapiro joining us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Chris O'Brien, the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. The subject on the table this week is crystal skulls. It's a topic we haven't explored previously on the Paracast, and obviously lots and lots of questions, and we'll go through them. Joshua Sapiro is the guest. Joshua, you have a website where you cover this subject. Can you tell us about it? Certainly. It's whoisjoshuashapiro.com. This website has been around since 1995, and what we have on the website is, of course, articles. We have um, a free ebook people can get, or we also have a free newsletter And basically what we do is we try to keep up to date on different aspects related to the crystal skulls. Well, I want to go back to the experiment that you did in the crop circle. First of all, I'm sure you're aware, Joshua, that um, it's pretty much, I think, a foregone conclusion now that a majority of crop circles are done by people, um, by artists out in fields, uh, that uh, the true crop circles are, if there are any, are, are pretty few and far between. I'm curious, where was the crop circle that you, you went in and did this experiment? And uh, do you remember the formation? They all end up getting named something. Do you, do you recall? The crop circle was near um, Avebury. It was also near what they call a mound of a prior civilization. They have mounds in England of different civilizations. And its form was, I believe it was in a yin-yang pattern. Okay, I remember that one. How how long ago was that? It was about five years ago, six years ago? Let's see. No, I think it was longer than that. I think it was probably, trying to remember, so many years have passed. I would say it was probably um, 2003 or four. 
Okay. What sort of device were you using to measure uh, changes in the EM field? The crop circle researcher had a device that had a meter on it that went from, uh, I think, plus 90 to minus 90, and it was sensitive to electromagnetic energy. And so it was like a tri-field meter, in other words, then? So. Well, I don't know the exact name because I'm not a, a scientist. I can only describe it. What I can tell you is, is that as we walked into this crop circle, wherever there was a pattern that was created inside of the crop circle, that the meter registered and would change its value. And then when we walked around where the, the crop was its natural state, it was always zero. So that was one thing that I remember. Now, there is a story this researcher told me that I'd like to share because I'd like to, um, because I've been in crop circles, and the way in which I tell whether they're fake or real is because there is an energy field that I experience in the real ones. And how I experience that energy field is when I walk against it, I actually feel a pressure on my body, and some people actually become dizzy. And when I walk with it, I don't feel that pressure. I have also been in fake crop circles in England, and I didn't feel any energy like that at all. The story I will tell you from this crop circle researcher is he said, Parliament had a meeting one day about crop circles, and they said, all the crop circles being created are being done by these two or three guys. It's because the people who own the land where the crop circles is appearing, they have no security at all, so people can just walk on there and do whatever they want. In the very next day after that, on a secret military base in England, a crop circle appeared after that meeting. So this is a true story that was happened in England. So whether crop circles are real or not, some of the patterns, I believe, are so sophisticated and complicated, I don't know how people could go out in one night and make them, and some are very huge. So, But you are correct. There are people who are going out there and making them to try to contest this. But anyway, this was the... Uh, experience that we had in the crop circle, and we did we did do another test in another crop circle, and we got some different results using some device that measured the ley lines, which are the earth energy lines. There was an uh, energy line coming in where we were measuring a person meditating with the skull that split into two pieces, according to the researcher. But again, uh, how I can prove that, I don't know, because he was the one that had the device, and I trusted him because right. he was a reputable crop circle researcher. Well, this I, I, I really applaud you in, in being creative and coming up with ways to uh, help you know focus in and identify some of the energetic properties uh, of these skulls. I have been around them. Uh, I'm, I don't consider myself to be overly sensitive uh, by any stretch, but I do. I have developed some sensitivities and. And and you're right, uh, Max, for instance, the uh, Joanna Park skull uh, has a real palpable sense of energy around it. Um, I didn't get that sense uh, as much with the Mitchell Hedges skull, although as a as a work of art, it's just it's just absolutely incredible. Other crystal skulls um, that I've been around that I feel uh, have a real good possibility of being genuine ancient skulls, I I, I have felt and, and sensed some something about them. Whether I could come up with a way to measure that or come up with a way to to uh, quantify that somehow um, is another question entirely. But 
you know, you, you've worked with these skulls uh, for many years. Uh, others like Stephen Mailer, of course, Nick Nosarino, when he was alive, has worked with these skulls. Let's, let's look at some of the more uh, famous skulls and get your take on them. For instance, probably the most famous would be the uh, Mike Mitchell Hedges skull, supposedly found, um, according to his daughter, by her uh, on her birthday, I think in 1920-something. Um, there's been quite a bit of controversy. Excuse me, one question, Chris. Found how? Well, he was doing a dig at Lebantum, I think is how you pronounce it, um, which I believe was in Belize. Um, and yeah. um, there's some question to whether this thing was actually found there. Our first mention of it really didn't occur until his uh, Mitchell Hedges uh, novel, White Tiger. Uh, it was never reported as part of the actual finds from the expedition. It kind of appeared later on. There's been quite a bit of controversy, I think, within the, crop, uh, the um, Crystal Skull community, for instance, about um, whether it is actually an ancient skull. There's some, Stephen Mailer being one, thinks that it was actually carved in Germany in the 1850s. Uh, that uh, Mitchell Hedges may have, have acquired it through a collection uh, down in Mexico and then brought it out, and the story kind of ballooned bl- bl- around it. Of course, his daughter Anna Mitchell Hedges claims that she found it. Um, there is some controversy around that particular skull. What is your take, Joshua? I'm sure you've researched this. I'm sure you've talked with Joanna at, at some point or um, uh, Anna, uh, who's, I think, now passed on, and, uh, of course, Bill Holman. Uh, is now the custodian of the skull. What are your feelings about that most famous of these skulls? Well, to be perfectly honest, of all the ones that I've seen, and I've seen a lot, I have no idea anymore how many, that is the crystal skull that has affected me the most powerfully. There was an opportunity when the Indiana Jones film came out, I had a chance to work with Bill Holman in 2008, and I was given permission, finally, to have a personal experience with it. And that experience totally changed me and blew my mind. So, for me, I find it to be a very powerful one. I, okay, I now you say totally of, blew your mind. I think we're going to want to go into the mind-blowing details about why you felt this was so important to you. And that's going to be in our next segment. If you have questions or comments about the show, send them to news at com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. Now, in fact, before we even go to that next segment, I really want to explore this. Okay, so you're blown away how? Well, I have to give you the setup how I did my meditation. Okay, now understand I'm going to have to interrupt you about a minute into it, but go ahead, let's do the setup and continue in our next segment. Sure. So the crystal skull is sitting on uh, Anna Mitchell Hedges' table. I'm kneeling in front of it sitting on the floor. I have three of my personal crystal skulls with it. Portal de Luz is facing the Mitchell Hedges skull face to face, and two other small ones are behind it, forming a triangle. And I have my MP3 player where I can play music, because music for me is very important in my meditation with the crystal skulls. And I'm able to select the specific music that I need to play at any moment. So that was the setup. So whenever you're ready, I can go into what actually happened to me. Okay, so we're going to have to explore this further detail as we look at crystal skulls, their meaning and purpose, whether they are simple artifacts, fascinating to look at, fascinating to hold, or they hold mystical or advanced scientific properties. Our guest is Joshua Shapiro. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. 
Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. How would you like to rev up your metabolism and energy while lifting your spirits? Now a new healthy tea is available that will do just that, and it's called Zoom Tea. Zoom Tea was developed for a former welterweight boxing champion to increase his energy and focus in the ring. Zoom Tea is an alternative healthy pick-me-up that can replace coffee, common tea, or soda. Zoom Tea also helps remove radiation from the body, promotes weight loss, and is high in antioxidants. For a limited time, get our introductory price for a one-month supply of this amazing tea for just $20 or a two-month supply for only $35, and we'll pay the shipping and handling. Go to our website now and start feeling the healthy and energizing benefits from drinking Zoom Tea. Go to ZoomTea.com. That's ZoomTea.com. Or call toll-free 877-341-4769. 877-341-4769 today. Making the right decisions is a challenge to investors. Are we going to see economic growth, slide into a recession, or at worst, depression? Hi, Ted Anderson from Midas Resources. We all know when a company acts irresponsibly, divesting ourselves in a move towards safety is prudent. When the market becomes volatile, U.S. Treasuries are a safe haven. But what do you do when the U.S. government overextends itself and spends beyond its means? Many investors are turning toward gold as a common-sense alternative to traditional paper investments. Midas Resources has put together a powerful book titled 10 Reasons to Own Gold, discussing costs, benefits, risks, featuring full-color illustrations, weights, and measures. The book is free and can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. Paper investments are dwarfed by gold's 6,000-year history. Discover how gold may be right for you and your IRA by calling 800-686-2237. Whether buying or it's time for you to sell, the book is free. Call 800-686-2237. If you suffer from poor sleep, you need MyPillow. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. Using a patented fill, MyPillow adjusts to your exact individual needs by gently supporting your head, shoulders, and neck. MyPillow has a natural built-in cooling effect, keeping your cervical nerves cool, giving you the best sleep of your life. MyPillow will never go flat and relieve snoring, migraines, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, and many other disorders. It's antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust mite resistant, and best of all, machine washable and dryable. MyPillow is made in the USA, has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and an industry-leading 10-year warranty. Order today at MyPillow.com or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. Mention coupon code GCN and receive 20% off your order. What do you have to lose except poor sleep? MyPillow.com, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own, guaranteed. 
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you want to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out on iTunes. We're back with Joshua Shapiro. The subject on the table is crystal skulls, the magic and mystery. Do they hold mystical properties, ancient scientific properties? What? Joshua Shapiro is here. I'm Gene Steinberg with Chris O'Brien, the co-host. Joshua, we broke when you were doing this setup in our last segment. Let's continue. Okay, so as I began to go into my meditation with the Mitchell Hedges skull, what I started to feel is I felt myself like in heaven. That's the only word that I could describe it. Now, what the listeners have to understand is whenever people are working with, say, objects that contain energy or have essence from civilizations in the past, if they're open to their own spiritual experiences, they're going to have a unique experience. And when you have this kind of experience, all you can do is just tell people, this is what happened to me. So that's all I'm going to do right now. So what I'm saying is, as I was sitting there listening to music and meditating, I felt such peace and harmony inside of myself like I had never, ever experienced before. And so the word that I used before of heaven is the only way that I could describe what happened to me. But then there was something else that happened, which again was something very different that had never happened with any other crystal skull before that I'd worked with, including any of my personal crystal skulls. And I do have 10 of them that I share with my partner, Katrina. And that was that I started, and I don't know if see is the right word, I perceive, let's say, because Different people have different gifts. I generally do not see things. I feel things or I hear things. Or maybe I get an image in my mind of something that's going on. So let's just say I have an image in my mind and I perceive that there is some type of being, intelligence, universal consciousness that is floating to the, as I'm looking at the Mitchell Hedges skull, it would be floating to, off to my right side. And You're saying, though, that this intelligence is somehow embedded in the skull, or does it bring it forth by some innate properties? What? Um, that's a good question. I would say that this consciousness, and it's, it's not like... Like I'm talking to you and you're a specific person, all right? I wasn't in the presence. Most people think so. Yeah. All right. But uh, what I'm trying to say is this was not like just one being. This was like a universal intelligence or consciousness. Now, as far as what was its relationship to the crystal skull as I was experiencing it, I did not feel per se that it was coming from the skull. What I would say is, is that this crystal skull because of its properties, because of where it's been, because of who's worked with it, who's used it, is created a door that allowed this consciousness to be present, or it affected me in such a way that I went into an altered state of consciousness. Because when I think back to what was going on, I don't know how to describe this. I mean, it's not like 
your everyday physical type of experience. It's something very profound that's going on, which doesn't always have words. So I don't know if the crystal skull was affecting me and taking me into a higher state of consciousness, that maybe this being is always there. And we just don't have the gifts to see it. And it put me into a state to experience it. But I've been thinking about that because, you know, whenever you have this kind of a crazy experience, you want to understand, well, what was that about? Why did that happen? And what I think actually took place, and again, this is a mind-blowing concept, which I don't know if I can explain it properly, but I think it was another aspect of myself that was there. The only way I know how to describe this is, I believe that we are multidimensional beings. We may perceive ourselves as being in a physical body in one place at this time, but there are other aspects of ourselves that exist on other dimensions. And somehow this skull was a portal to allow me to contact this other aspect of myself. Okay, if that's true, before we even get to the overall aspect of the reality behind that impression, would any skull create the same impression if it's supposedly a mystical skull or does it require a specific skull for a specific access well there are three different types of crystal skulls that are discussed within the crystal skull community uh, chris has been talking about ancient skulls which some people say were made 1000 or 2000 years ago or older and we have old skulls which are from 1000 say to 100 years old and then we have the new ones so I'm going to focus on ancient skulls, because I think Mitchell Hedges is ancient, even though I know it is very controversial, and there are other people who I respect as crystal skull researchers who disagree with us. I have been in the presence, I believe, of a number of ancient crystal skulls, so that's the only way I can answer your question. Every single one of them I have responded to in a unique and different way. That includes a couple of skulls I saw in 2009, human size in Mexico that are relatively unknown. It includes Synergy, includes Max, includes Ami, which is the amethyst skull I first talked about, and a bunch of other ones. Each one is unique and different. What I have also observed that's very interesting is I have observed how these type of very old, which is what I prefer instead of ancient, very old crystal skulls have affected different people. For example, I've watched people be in the presence of, say, the Mitchell Hedges skull and everyone have a completely different experience. So I think what it is, is each crystal skull has a unique energy and how a person is going to respond to it is going to be completely different. So I believe that there probably is not going to be another skull that I would have an experience like I did with the Mitchell Hedges, except for the blue skull, and you probably don't want me to talk about that one. Well, why not? Well, that one doesn't exist. It only exists as an experience I had in Peru, so that was completely different, the way that I responded to it, but it's not something that's real that we can touch. Okay, so that's not a real skull. You imagined a skull? Well, I believe it's real because of how powerful I experienced it, but it doesn't exist in the physical reality. So if we say crystal skull is only real if it exists where you can see and touch it, then it could be imaginary. It could be I, I went crazy when I was in Peru, 
or it could be one that exists on some other dimension, which for some reason I have contact with. However, there are other people, when I have discussed it, who have seen and described the same crystal skull that I see in my mind's eye. Okay, so, so how do we validate any of this stuff? You're getting impressions in your mind about something. So how do you objectify <laughs> this? How do you take those experiences and say, okay, it's not a product of my imagination. It's something that's real. I, I know how. I know how you could do it. Has anyone tried a blind test, putting uh, various objects, uh, hiding them, let's say, in a, 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 some sort of a container that's uh, very thin but hides the actual contents of whatever is inside the box and done a blind test with people and asked them to sit in front of this hidden object and then write down their perceptions and then at one point sneak in one of the uh, uh, crystal skulls that people feel is is a real um, you know mysterious skull, a, a very old one as you as you would put it. Has anyone done a, a a blind test like this? Before you answer that question, we have Joshua Shapiro. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack. Of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals, including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. That's Z E O King.com for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo. 
and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. The largest part of gaining radiant health is detoxification. You can drink ionized water, cleanse your intestines, eat a perfect diet, and even take lots of quality supplements and in many instances only make minimal progress. What is the key to detoxifying your body of mercury, heavy metals, chemicals, and drugs? It is glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant used to detoxify your entire body. It stops free radicals, keeps cells young, and reduces inflammation. One World Whey protein powder may be able to raise your glutathione production by 64% or more. One World Whey is more effective than any other whey protein powder on the market because it is unheated and from grass-fed cows. All other, quote, cold-processed whey protein powders have been heated and damaged by 15% or more. One World Whey comes in three delicious flavors. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. We're back with Joshua Shapiro, an expert on crystal skulls. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Before we broke, the question raised by Christopher about... Double-blind testing. Joshua, what do you think? I think that's an excellent suggestion. And actually, when I was in Poland working with a scientist, uh, he actually did exactly what you said. But we didn't have ancient crystal skulls. We just had the crystal skulls we were working with. However, when those crystal skulls were introduced in a box and the people didn't know what was being placed in front of them, we did notice that they responded to a higher energy field. So I think that we need to do more of that. I mean, that was a one-day test. We had like 10 people maybe who were being tested. And when we went over the results of the test, we saw that when the crystal skull was introduced inside this box where they didn't know what they were being tested with, most of the people responded to a higher field of energy. In what way did they respond? I'm trying to remember how he decided that. Um, I think he had some kind of a meter or something that he was using. Um, and oh, oh, yeah, that's right. What he had, sometimes what people will use is they have these, um, they're kind of like Karelian type of meters where a person is putting their hand on a metal plate and the metal plate is responding to the energy or the resistance that's coming through the person. So that was the way in which he made his measurements. So that's so. Therefore, you get a number, and you can compare the numbers. It's the same thing with the meridian stress test system I told you about. It gives you numbers, and I can do a comparison between the numbers, which clearly shows how a person is responding to the object put on the device. Interesting. I think more work should be done in this area because I've always felt that there was something to uh, the crystal skulls and and them having unusual properties, but. I'm sure there's a way that we can we can go ahead and and scientifically test uh, that hypothesis, and this would be a way to uh, first of all uh, you know validate um, your 
your obviously your your intuition and your your sense about these objects and and other other people as well. I mean, this to me would be an obvious uh, an obvious task that somebody should do, and uh, and determine once and for all whether these objects do have some sort of energetic properties that have yet really been been quantified. Uh, what other uh, types of scientific work do you know of that has been attempted? Has anyone tried, for instance, to to uh, use uh, some sort of laser holographic retrieval system to to pull uh, energy or or data out of these skulls? Um, we all know that quartz uh, a quartz skull, if it's encoded with some sort of high technology, could could store it just incredible amounts of data, hol- you know, holographically. Has anyone attempted to do any sort of experiments with uh, holography and lasers with them? Uh, as far as I know, I haven't heard about it. I think what the basic challenge is, is the equipment to really do the test in the right way is extremely expensive. And the people who have access to such equipment probably would think we were crazy or lunatics for trying to do this kind of research. We have a nonprofit uh, center called the World Mastery Research Center, and we haven't had any success yet to be able to raise funds in order to have money to use for this kind of equipment, but that would be one of my hopes, is that eventually maybe we would meet somebody who really sees there is something about the crystal skulls that's important, and this kind of research would really help us to understand it better and might be interested to help to make donations for it. But as far as I know so far, it's been very limited, the kind of research. And the only reason that I did the research I did was because I wanted to show that there was some possibility that different type of electronic devices would show that there is this energy that the skulls are emanating, which people are talking about in their personal experiences, so that we would have some support of this. Because for us, it doesn't matter where we go or when we have sessions, or when we do our lectures, or whatever, people are having a response even to our own crystal skulls that we have. And the only thing that we've done with our crystal skulls is we've taken them to different sacred sites, we've put them in the presence of ancient crystal skulls, we've used them for world peace meditations, so we've done a lot of work with them. We've, they've finally been on their first pyramid when we went to Teotihuacan, which is by Mexico City. So I think all of these things help to activate one's crystal skulls and to um, have them start to perform the service and work that they can do to help other people. Because that's always what I see them. I see them in a positive light. They're here to be a tool to assist us to remember more of who we truly are, divine children of God. Well, let's look at the other shoe, though. How do you know that the message is conveyed by the crystal skull or the entities or beings are really truthful and not something designed to fool you into believing something that isn't there? Of course, any time that you deal in, in an area of the paranormal, that exact question, Gene, that you bring up is always going to be proposed and asked. So what I would do is I would look at all the people that I know who have had contact with crystal skulls and their experiences, but more importantly, how the crystal skull has Um, had an impact on their life. And for most of the people that we are in touch with who are working with them, the impact has been extremely positive, helping them to decide about a profession, better health, 
um, better meditation, the ability to develop their spiritual gifts, their creative gifts, story upon story upon story. So, however, I must also acknowledge that there have been some crystal skulls which I met. There was one I remember in Mexico City that I saw. The energy was not so nice. It's very possible that skull may have been used for man's inhumanity by man, by maybe the Aztec or the Mayans. For example, Mr. Nasserino, when I knew him, had talked about that there could have been sacrifices made where people's hearts were taken out and they would put a crystal skull in there. Ew, so yeah. That, yeah, so that, that crystal skull I met had a very, very intense, heavy energy. And so basically I, here, the skull is just a tool. You could use it for good or bad. I believe so. I, th I think this is true of everything, that uh, any tool that you have, you can use it to benefit yourself and others, or it can be used detrimental. However, I would say with some of the ancient crystal skulls I have met, they seem to have their own system of protection within them that prevents people from misusing them. Example would be in the case of the Mitchell Hedges skull. Miss Mitchell Hedges talked about two instances where... She was gone or one time was with her father in England, another time when she was in Canada, where they left their home. They came back and they found a stranger around the skull, frozen in place, unable to move until the crystal skull was taken away. Excuse so, me? Exactly. Explain that in more detail. Wow. Found a stranger to what? I've never heard that one. They said in their castle in England which would be in the 1940s, I think, or 50s. And then one time when she was living in Canada, they went out of their house, and they came back, and they saw a stranger in the house that was literally frozen, either holding or touching the crystal skull. And that person was unable to move until the crystal skull was removed. So this, to me, would be an example of a way they could protect themselves. Now, this would also presuppose that these crystal skulls are living beings unto themselves, have their own consciousness. It's not just a stone containing energy. It's similar to what we're having with our personal skulls. When we're having conver conversations with them, it's not just a stone and it's talking to us. It's a living consciousness that's linked to that object that's communicating. Now, it could be in the case of the new skulls, it could be some type of a spirit that perhaps because of the individual who has it, like maybe they've had past lives with crystal skulls, they have something in their DNA encoded that works with crystal skulls, that the spirit is able to work through the skull and make it alive. But when I was in the presence of the Mitchell Hedges skull with the story I told you, I was also sensing that it was a living being unto itself. And that's the way that I experienced this blue skull, which has not surfaced yet if it ever does. We have Joshua Shapiro. We're talking about the Crystal Skulls. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast.
Are you ready to order the official Paracast t-shirt? You asked, we answered. We're now taking orders for the official Paracast t-shirt. It comes in white, 100% cotton. The front of it features the same logo that we have on our community forums. On the back it says, separating signal from noise. To order the official Paracast t-shirt, here's all you have to do. Visit our new online store at store.theparacast.com. One more time, that's store.theparacast.com. You can use a major credit card to place your order for the official Paracast t-shirt. Hey neighbors, we have one more thing to talk about, and that's more merchandise at the official Paracast store. We have hats, we have jackets, we even have a flip video camcorder customized with the Paracast logo at the official Paracast store. It's all now available at the official Paracast store, store store.theparacast.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporeate e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker we all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. If you drive for a living, you don't get paid to stop or wait in line. Keep your wheels moving with pre-pass. Bypass way stations. Fly by port of entry facilities. Stay moving at highway speed while the guy without pre-pass waits in line. Save time. Save money. Call 888-401-PASS to try pre-pass free. That's 888-401-PASS. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. 
The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. We're continuing our discussion with Joshua Shapiro of the magic and mystery of the crystal skull, or maybe it's just a skull and we're imagining it. We're trying to separate fact from fiction here to figure out what's really going on and get to the bottom of everything. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Okay, Joshua, so let's get to the other part of the question here. Earlier on, when we first got started, we talked of crystal skulls in the sense of having mystical properties, but possibly also being ancient computerized systems. Mm -hmm. So where do we separate one from the other? That's a good question, Gene. And that's part of the work that we're doing is to try to understand the multifunctionality of the crystal skulls and what they can do. You know, I, I really, I don't know how to separate them. They seem like they have the ability to do many different things. And it depends upon what kind of crystal skull you're working with. As we mentioned, the three different types. It seems like the, the very old ones or ancient ones, as people call them, have... A lot of information and knowledge and energy that has been passed to them, maybe from all the civilizations they've been with or because of who created them, it really, it's a big mystery. And I'm not going to say that I have all the answers. Like I said in the beginning, what all I can try to do is to present the experiences, the ideas, what happens, what we've tried. I mean, definitely the crystal skulls have to have a lot more research, and it would really be nice if there were more scientists that were more open to participate, because I think there's a lot more tests, just like what Chris was asking about, that could be done. For the most part, I think the skulls are being used right now as a tool to help people in their own spiritual and uh, personal evolution. And as I said, we get many reports from people that are having a very positive effect from that. But Let me ask you a question here, too. The placebo yeah. effect. Sure. Yeah, that, that was going to be my question, too, Gene. You read my mind. Do, Great, I, insane do, minds take alike. Go ahead and explain this, Chris. Well, I was going to say that, you know, generally people that go and see crystal skulls, that hear about them, perhaps uh, one of them is going to be in the area or they, they know somebody that, that has one, they tend to be curious and they already tend to have some sort of positive response to just the very subject. So. You know, when you when you go out and you have meetings or you have events like that, you're attracting people that are already interested, and and I would say by and large have a very positive uh, feeling about this uh, particular uh, mystery. So, automatically you're you're front loaded with uh, with people who already have a belief system around this subject. So, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me at all that you would have things uh, even as dramatic as as healings. Uh, that could be associated with uh, the objects. So I, I think it's 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 not, you know, it's not. I don't think it's indicative of. It's indicative of people who already have a positive sense about the skulls, and 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 that could be what what creates a placebo effect. Now, if you brought the skull to uh, let's say uh, Rikers Island, and had a meeting with a bunch of inmates in there, I bet you wouldn't have the types of healing or the numbers of healings and, and positive responses around it. I, I just threw that one off the top of my head. That's why I think the double blind situation is really important uh, to do a, an exhaustive study with uh, a thousand people uh, from all walks of life, some who've never even heard of crystal skulls. 
and uh, and and have a mixed bag of uh, participants in the study. Uh, because obviously, if you have a positive uh, feeling about a subject when you are exposed to that particular object or that subject, then obviously I think that's going to skew your results. So I, you mentioned the Maya before, and this is something that I've always wondered about and have tried to research and, and have not been that successful. And that is, how did the Maya actually utilize these skulls? Do we know? Do we know anything about um, why they were made, um, what purposes uh, uh, they were used for. Um, obviously, most of the Maya literature that existed uh, when the Spanish arrived was destroyed. The only real uh, knowledge that we have is in the form of the stele and, and carvings, uh, most of which have to do with dynastic and, and time-oriented calendric uh, information. We know a lot about their mathematics. We don't know a lot about their culture. But what do we know about the use of crystal skulls and why they were even carved by the Maya? The Maya carved hundreds and hundreds of these objects. Most of them are small. But uh, they definitely had a fascination with this particular art form. What do, you, what do we know, Joshua, about this? Um, when I received Portal de Luz, which was at a conference in Sedona, Arizona in 1999, there was some contact with Mayans from Guatemala. And unfortunately, I can't think of the name of the Mayan elder off the top of my head who's connected with this group. But he had some Mayan priests that came. And there were some interesting comments that they made about the crystal skull. So I could share that because that's their comments. First of all, they seem to indicate that uh, they were not the originators of the crystal skulls. They talked about some kind of connection with the grandfathers of the Pleiades. Now that would imply a UFO or extraterrestrial contact. Another comment that I've heard from Mayan sources is that some of the more advanced crystal skulls they did not make, but they came from Atlantis. I think um, Hunzbat's men, who's, one of, who's known as a Mayan daykeeper, I think when I saw him in Germany once or something, he was talking about um, an Atlantean connection with crystal skulls, which if that was true, that would mean that the Atlanteans that survived their disaster, if we believe in this, would have taken their sacred artifacts and brought them to different parts of the world. And purportedly, the Yucatan area was a colony of Atlantis at one time. So this is where some of the crystal skulls show up. Now, one of the things that has come up from my contact of going to Mexico, actually, there's a new book, which is now available on Amazon, that we just put out which is from two trips we took to Mexico. It's called Journeys of the Crystal Skull Explorers, the Travelogue Series Mexico 2009. And that is that a tremendous amount of crystal skulls are coming out of the ground out of Mexico. For myself, in the two trips that I took in 2009, I would say that I saw probably about 15 or 20, which could be old or very old crystal skulls in Mexico that I'd never heard of before. And we just keep hearing from sources that more and more of them are coming out. Now, just because the crystal skulls are being found in such profusion in the area where the, Mex where the Mayans and other Mesoamerican cultures are, does not necessarily mean that they carved them, although the implication that we're getting from the modern carvers in Mexico is that they're pretty good at carving crystal skulls now and duplicating this 
So it's probably something that's been passed down from generation to generation. So to summarize, if this information is correct, it would probably imply that the crystal skulls were gifts either from advanced civilizations or extraterrestrials that were given to the Mayans and that they basically had them because the Mayans are really one of the only indigenous groups on the planet that are willing to talk about crystal skulls. We, we believe the Native Americans also know about them, but it's very hard to get to find somebody who's willing to discuss it as openly as they do. And um, so I think if we understand this information, the Mayans are implying that the skulls are coming from other sources and they considered them to be sacred tools, which is definitely true. I mean, they don't like that these crystal skulls are being taken outside of their country or being destroyed or being put in museums. They are to be used for ceremony, and that's primarily how they're working with them now is in ceremony. But there are a lot of skulls coming out of uh, Mexico and Central America. Do you know of any uh, true, very old crystal skulls that have been discovered anywhere else but uh, down in the Maya lands? Um, Yoki Van Dieten had an interesting skull. Yoki Van Dieten is the guardian of a, of a human-sized smoky quartz skull, which he calls E.T., of a rose quartz skull, which was very primitive, but it was an old skull for sure, that was found um, near Love, Russia. It was found in the mounds of the Scythians, which was an ancient race that coexisted with when Genghis Khan was alive. So this is a one that was discovered not in that area. Now, there was a radio show I heard, but I never got a chance to ask Morton and Thomas, who did the book Mystery of the Crystal Skulls. That was the BBC and A&E documentary, which I still think is one of the best ones that's been made, where somebody was talking about that underwater off of Australia, some Aborigines knew about a crystal skull there. And then, of course, you know, could there be some crystal skulls connected to uh, Bimini, where the uh, Atlantean crystal ball purportedly was found? And maybe there are some temples underwater there. We'll get so, into more of this lore in a moment. Joshua Shapiro joining us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the People Grow Cotton, Weave Fabric, Engrave Ink, Embed Strips and Fibers to protect from counterfeit and carding to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Final hour of the PowerCast with Gene and Chris talking to Joshua Shapiro about the magic and mystery and the possible reality of crystal skulls. So obviously we have to look at some other shoes here. So looking at some other shoes, other possibilities with crystal skulls, what about outright fakery? If you encountered fake claims, fake skulls, how do you separate them from the ones you regard as real? Well, we have something called the Internet and eBay now. And if somebody does a search on eBay and you look under crystal skulls, you'll see all kinds of crystal skulls that are available for sale. So obviously there's no doubt that someone probably wanting to take advantage of the last Indiana Jones film talking about crystal skulls and, you know, now I think they're becoming more popular, that uh, people can make any claim they want on the Internet that uh, crystal skulls are very ancient or old or from ancient Tibet or whatever. So we already know it's a given fact that there's going to be fake crystal skulls out there. So the question you asked, Gene, which is a very good one, how do we know the difference between ones which are genuine and one which are fake? Right now, as far as I know, especially because we don't have the support of scientists, there is no definitive way from a physical perspective to say whether one is ancient or old. I mean, Chris mentioned that some of the older ones seem to have a more primitive design and structure to them, and I would agree. The ones I've seen in Mexico, there's been some very primitive ones. I mean, we, we definitely know whether one is probably a modern carving or not. If we use an electronic microscope on a crystal skull, you can actually see the carver's tool marks on there. And that's been the major way of determining, like from the position of a museum and so forth, but it's not the best way. Because let's say, for example, we have an old skull that maybe the Mayans have, and the head... A Mayan leader goes to his carver and says, look, I don't like this skull. I want you to change it. And he uses a metal tool on the surface and he changes it. Then all of a sudden that skull becomes a modern skull. So what we have to do is try to find a way where we can get some support, where we can do both scientific testing of the, the form and the shape of skulls with paranormal research also done whether we bring in sensitives to work with the skulls or maybe we even get some of the indigenous people involved in this. And as far as I know, I've never heard of all of these things being done. Like uh, the A&E and, and BBC show, you know, they went so far with research where they made molds of skulls and they only looked at the surface. They didn't consider anything about background on history or where it was found. They were just looking at the form of it. They didn't do anything with energy, like what kind of energy does the skulls have? This is a really, I think, a big sore spot right now, that we don't have a more specific way to do the research so we can know, yes, this skull definitely is ancient. This skull is definitely old. And the new skulls generally we know because we know who's making them. So it's a real sore spot. I don't know what to do with it other than just to keep going and keep reporting what we find. And hopefully somebody out there will say, this is an important question. I want to get involved. I want to help make that happen and has the resources to do it. Well, we'll put it out there to our audience. Anybody know of any diagnostic equipment and uh, 
and or an open-minded scientist in a lab that could help out in this regard, hey, it's news.theparacast.com. Let us know. We'll work with Joshua, and we'll get, uh, we'll get a program set up so that some of these skulls that are in question can be tested. Now, we mentioned at the onset, and you brought up a very interesting point that I wanted to jump on right away. Obviously, we, we need to um, do some background information first. But you mentioned that the, these skulls, you feel, have an important role to play uh, in these present and near future times, uh, I think a lot of people would agree that uh, the planet is is undergoing some uh, dramatic changes. Uh, information will be doubling instantaneously here sometime within the next oh, 15 to 20 months. We're getting to uh, what Terrence uh, McKenna would have said is a teleological singularity point uh, in our in our history and in our collection of cultures on the planet. What role do you see these skulls playing uh, in these in these future times that are unfolding so quickly? Well, if the crystal skulls, especially the ancient ones, are truly computers that have all kinds of knowledge and information encoded in it, and we haven't quite yet figured out how to get it, and I believe this is one of the services that they can provide for us, is to provide some kind of knowledge or information that can make a big difference to create a more peaceful planet. Another aspect of the crystal skulls, which we've already been doing to some degree, is related to working with their special energies, their healing energies, for using it to create, let's say, like a special meditation or ceremonies or go to certain specific places on the planet where there are energy vortexes and then work in combination with meditation and groups of people in order to amplify those energies. Now we started, and this happened with the Mitchell Hedges go. Um, the second experience I had with it in 2008, after I had the one I told you, I went with Bill Holman to Italy. And as soon as he took the skull out to show to our host, I became sick. I almost couldn't even do my lecture. I had a very high fever. So there was a really powerful transfer, transformation that was happening to me. And out of all of that, before I was able to come back from Italy to America, came the idea of a series of world peace meditations with people all over the world focusing together on sending out a harmonious energy to the planet while we're holding and meditating with personal crystal skulls. We actually did, huh, I can't remember, I think 27 meditations from January 1st of 2009 until January 1st of this year. We did 27 meditations for that. And that idea came when I was interviewed on the radio station by Yuri Geller one time, which is probably like about 10 years ago or something. He was in England. I was in Colorado. And one strange thing that happened during that interview is as soon as we were talking about crystal skulls, the Internet portion of his radio broadcast immediately stopped. But the, the normal radio broadcast continued to go on. Anyway, he asked me, he said, okay, fine, we have crystal skulls. Well, how can they help make a better planet? And I started talking about these meditations. So after being in the presence of the Mitchell-Hedges skull, I just woke up one morning and I knew how to do it. So I think that the crystal skulls also, if they were used in this way much more, like who knows how many people we had in these meditations. Maybe we had during one day, maybe anywhere from 300 to 1,000 people. But what if we had 10,000 people who are meditating with crystal skulls focusing on peace? Now, one of the things that's important about quartz crystal is it amplifies energy. 
Like in an electrical current, it amplifies that electrical current. That's why all of our devices are so small. But quartz crystal also does the same when a human being is meditating or working with it. It's amplifying the power of mind energy or amplifying a healing energy. So I believe, too, that if we were to get groups of people together working with certain sets of crystal skulls, maybe in sacred places, because, again, this was an idea that a Mayan actually gave me a long time ago. I was talking to some person who was linked to one of the Mayan shamans, and he said they believe that the crystal skulls each had a certain specific location, whether it was an area where there was a temple or it was a sacred site or an energy vortex that they needed to be. And if all of them were brought to those right places at the right time, maybe that would be the catalytic uh, moment that would bring together the right energies that literally would propel our planet into a higher vibrational state. Sounds like some of the so movies, think, like, for example, the movie The Phantom, which was based on mm-hmm. the comic book character. If you remember the one with Billy Zane right. and Catherine Zeta-Jones back in the 1990s. And the mystique here and the mystery was that you would align several skulls, crystal-like skulls together to create some magical impact some magical force. In that case, it was basically some kind of destructive force because it was just a fantasy fiction kind of movie. Not necessarily a very good fantasy fiction movie. It kind of failed at the box office. Just wanted to mention that. We have Joshua Shapiro, and he is an expert on crystal skulls. He has a website where he discusses all this stuff, and he'll tell you all about it in our subsequent segments. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Where can you find a super strength supplement for thyroid health and thyroid protection? Right here at thyroidki.com. Thyroid KI is a super strength potassium iodide supplement formulated to support optimal thyroid health and protection. Thyroid KI is made with only high-grade ingredients and is independently tested for purity. The potassium iodide found in Thyroid KI is absorbed by the thyroid and may offer maximum protection against radioactive iodine exposure. At only $19.90 for a 30-day supply, Thyroid KI is independently tested for purity and is formulated in convenient 32.5 milligram tablets for easy administration in children and adults. Visit thyroidki.com. That's thyroid, the letter K, the letter I.com. 
thyroidki.com. Use coupon code GCN for a 10% discount. Again, mention coupon code GCN for 10% off your order. Call 855-599-9444. 855-599-9444. Again, that's 855-599-9444 for Thyroid KI today. On the average, Americans work between 45 to 50 years hoping to build up enough wealth to retire and live out their golden years. Unfortunately, with taxation, the rising cost of food, energy, housing, and medical, many retirees are forced to live below the poverty line. Is this a flaw free enterprise, or is our monetary unit we call the Federal Reserve Note forcing us into perpetual debt, ensuring inflation and higher taxes? These questions and more can be answered by reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. Congressman Ron Paul states it's what every American needs to know about central bank power. A gripping adventure into the secret world of international banking cartel. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I will give a silver dollar from the early 1900s to anyone who purchases this book. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order a copy today. It's critical that the public be made aware of the system. Call and order your copy today at 1-800-686-2237. That's 1-800-686-2237. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at one 877 Six zero eight zero one seven nine. That's one eight seven seven six zero eight zero one seven nine. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com that's news at theparacast.com and don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com ladies and gentlemen I want to tell you that it looks like Chris O'Brien is beginning to sound like he is becoming a crystal skull we're being taken over by one. Is that it, Chris? I was trying to be Max. I, I, I like out of all the ones I've seen, Max was the one that I, I got the I got the biggest thrill seeing. It just it, was is Max phenomenal. a Jewish crystal skull? Um, no. no, actually, it's it's not, Gene. Sadly. Oh. Okay, maybe bring a Kanish into the room, and it will become a Jewish crystal skull. Anyway, I'm starting to think or I should have lunch. <laughs> well, uh, I have a question for you. Now, this is something that I've heard crop up from time to time. I've done a little research uh, about this particular subject, but I wanted to get your take on it. There's a popular sort of theory out there or story that 
supposedly there's 13 main crystal skulls, and at some point they will all be brought together for some magical purpose, transformative purpose. And I'm wondering if you know where this particular legend or story uh, comes from, if you take any stock in this whole scenario. And after you're done, I'll tell you a little bit more about what I've what I've found, which um, I think is pretty interesting as well. What is your theory on this? Well, one of the things that I believe is very important for humanity is this concept of one surrounded by 12. In my studies of many different religions, and even I think in our own solar system, there may actually be 12 planets around the sun, even though we I think we know of about 10. I think they're pretty sure there's another planet beyond Pluto now. But as far as if there would be two other ones, that's a mystery. So it wouldn't be surprising that there would be a similar type of situation that would come up with crystal skulls, with one central skull surrounded by 12 other skulls. As far as where did this originally come from, I'm not totally sure. I know Mr. Nasserino talked about it for quite some time when the authors of the book Mystery of the Crystal Skulls, Morton and Thomas, actually started interviewing different indigenous elders. It also popped up. Some Native Americans have talked about this idea of 13 crystal skulls. Even in uh, our book, the first book we did, Mystery of the Crystal Skulls Revealed, again, one of our sources, this Michael Kent, he also talked about it. So there's been a lot of different versions of it. There's been a lot of people who have felt an affinity for it. Now, whether there's one set of 13 skulls or multiple sets of 13 skulls, I don't know, because the Mayans will talk about a set of 52 skulls, and 52 would be four times 13, and that perhaps they have one set, and maybe there are other indigenous people who have other sets of skulls. I personally think there must be something to this. I can't prove it. It's just a strong feeling that I have because it comes up a lot, and there's a lot of people who feel a strong affinity towards this one surrounded by 12. In the Morden and Thomas book, they talked about 13 original skulls. And this is a term that a lot of people have picked up on, meaning that perhaps there was an original set of 13 from which all the other skulls that we're finding and are coming out somehow are connected to it. In our first book, Mystery of the Crystal Skulls Revealed, when we discussed the set of 13 original skulls, it was linked to possibility of inner earth people or inner earth civilizations that each one brought with them a crystal skull and a crystal body actually 12 of these civilizations with the 13th being the family so the theories can go in many different ways it can be the mayans had 13 skulls or you know some native americans i've heard they they talked about 13 skulls and that they were um separated for their protection. But the main thing that they're discussing is that if this set of 13 skulls, or however the, the number is, maybe it's 24, maybe it's 26, 52, when they come back together, that this may be the catalytic moment that actually creates total peace on the planet by shifting vibrationally the frequency and balancing everything out. So I don't know. My sensing is there's something about such a set. And of course, in all my travels, I'm constantly looking for any kind of validation or other insights about this. But it just keeps coming up and it doesn't go away. So I can't 
I just feel like there's something to it. But which of the different theories is the right one? Don't know at this point. Yeah, I heard that Nick Nosarino had a vision of, thir- of 12 skulls surrounding the 13th one and the thing grew a life of its own. But you, you're bringing up some very intriguing uh, additional possibilities that he may have been picking up on something uh, that was a, you know, potentially a true scenario in the past. So I, I've always found that particular belief uh, very intriguing. Um, simply for the fact that uh, uh, it would be interesting to see 13 of these very old skulls together. Probably each one would have its own uh, unique characteristic. Sounds like um, the Phantom. I think the Phantom, though, was what, four or five skulls? I never saw that. It it was it came and went so fast, I didn't have a chance, Gene. But, okay, you bring them together and you get this magnification of energy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. well, uh, yeah. Quartz, we know the properties of quartz. Now, here's one that I've also um, I've heard about just a couple of times. Uh, supposedly, there is a, a life-sized obsidian, uh, black obsidian skull. Have you ever heard of this? Well, I know uh, Yoki Benditen had a um, obsidian skull that was made by somebody in Eder Oberstein, but um, it's very possible that there can be other skulls made from other materials of human size or larger. I've heard of these different things, so I don't know if that skull specifically, but you have to understand, Chris, there are so many non-quartz skulls coming out now, it's impossible to keep up with that. I got one really. in acrylic. Yeah, I don't doubt it. <laughs> yeah, you can even see the mold marks. So so you, you haven't... Um, Actually, heard of a uh, of an ancient crystal skull that was carved out of obsidian, which is glass. I mean, it is um, it is uh, quartz, but it's not natural quartz. It's a volcanic glass. Um, an- another no, one. I, that, go ahead. I was going to say another one that uh, has recently surfaced. Uh, Stephen Mailer was here in December, and he was shown a huge fifty, I think, plus pound. Uh, more of a primitive skull, but it definitely, based on the very good high-res photographs that he took of it that I saw, it definitely looks like a, a very old or ancient skull. Um, have you heard of this one that just now surfaced in a collection here in Sedona? There is a documentation trail that goes back quite a number of years on it, but uh, uh, this would be larger than the one in the Smithsonian, which I think was the pre- previous record holder. Um, I think that was, what, 30 or 40 pounds. Uh, this one is huge. I mean, it's it's a 50-pound behemoth, and Stephen was quite taken by it. He said that it it's, uh, has a real vibe to it. Um, are you familiar with this one? No, I have not heard of that one either. And I'm wondering when he's going to come out with photographs of it. I'd be very interested to get uh, the Crystal Skull community's uh, take on it. It's pretty amazing. So what's, you know, what are you working on now? I mean, other than um, you know, working with your foundation – uh, producing your newsletter, and uh, you have have new books coming out. Um, what what is it in your uh, in your plans? Uh, are you going to be doing more traveling? We are getting to a very crucial uh, time period in history, as a lot of people are 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 suspecting. Uh, uh, do you feel uh, these particular times? Uh, do you feel any sort of urgency to to be uh, engaged in any particular activities, uh, whether it's uh, gathering people together for for meditations. I mean, give us a sense of, of what you're going to be up to here this next year. And we'll do that in our next segment. We have Joshua Shapiro, who's going to answer Chris's question. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Yeah. 
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. That's Z E O King.com for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. If you suffer from poor sleep, you need My Pillow. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. Using a patented fill, My Pillow adjusts to your exact individual needs by gently supporting your head, shoulders, and neck. My Pillow has a natural built-in cooling effect, keeping your cervical nerves cool, giving you the best sleep of your life. My Pillow will never go flat and relieve snoring, migraines, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, and many other disorders. It's antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust mite resistant, and best of all, machine washable and dryable. MyPillow is made in the USA, has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and an industry-leading 10-year warranty. Order today at MyPillow.com or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. Mention coupon code GCN and receive 20% off your order. What do you have to lose except poor sleep? MyPillow.com, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own, guaranteed. How would you like to rev up your metabolism and energy while lifting your spirits? Now a new healthy tea is available that will do just that, and it's called Zoom Tea. Zoom Tea was developed for a former welterweight boxing champion to increase his energy and focus in the ring. Zoom Tea is an alternative healthy pick-me-up that can replace coffee, common tea, or soda. Zoom Tea also helps remove radiation from the body, promotes weight loss, and is high in antioxidants. For a limited time, get our introductory price for a one-month supply of this amazing tea for just $20 or a two-month supply for only $35, and we'll pay the shipping and handling. Go to our website now and start feeling the healthy and energizing benefits from drinking Zoom Tea. Go to ZoomTea.com. That's ZoomTea.com. Or call toll-free 877-341-4769. 877-341-4769 today. 
Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. Two more segments to spend with Joshua Shapiro to talk about Crystal Skulls. Our co-host Chris O'Brien, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. And before we broke, Chris asked a very long question about the potential future activities for Joshua. What's your response? Well, one of the things that we just created, which actually started on my birthday in April, is we started the International Crystal Skull Network. This was an inspiration from the conference that we went to in Holland, which was, I think, one of the most successful Crystal Skull conferences I ever went to because everybody worked together so well. I mean, it was a combination of good information, of entertainment, music, just the the whole thing. It just went spectacular. So we started this International Crystal Skull Network, whose basic goal is about cooperation and co-creation, to try to bring more people together who are working with Crystal Skulls and try to see what we can do and co-create. I don't know where that network is going to go. It's in its infant stages. But I definitely know that we do plan probably in the um, summer equinox to do start a new series of world peace meditations. As you mentioned, Chris, I'm going to start to release a series of ebooks. I just discovered Kindle ebooks. It gives me the power as an author to do exactly what I want to do. Our first book, as we mentioned, has already come out, and it's going to be based upon the places that we've traveled so far and what we've discovered that I've never had the chance to share before. So that's going to be taking up part of my time. We're going to continue to do our travels. Hopefully uh, we'll be going into Canada and the United States for the rest of this year. I don't know if we're going to be able to make it into Europe again. And there's a special conference for the 11-11-11, which is called the Star Knowledge Conference, that I believe I participated with Yoki Van Dieten with the Ancient Skull ET in their very first one in the 1990s, where they bring together a lot of different indigenous speakers. And I will be participating as a speaker about crystal skulls. That takes place in Illinois by an area called Cahokia. We also have, believe it or not, a script for an action-adventure film that if I'm not able to find a way to make it happen as a, as a movie that you see in the theaters, then we will come out with the novel version. So I'm in the process of doing that. And that story that uh, happens in this film or this novel is giving a real perspective how world peace could actually happen by December 21st of 2012. But it's actually part of a trilogy because the first part of the story would take place during Atlantis and then the second part takes place in current time and the third part would show how the world would be if we actually had world peace. would be completely different than any story in any movie that's ever been told before. So that's um, pretty important projects for us. And you understand, though, see, that getting a deal for a Hollywood movie is one of these exercises in futility. No, if it's a good idea, right, Gene. Well, yeah, if it's a good idea, but then you got to sell the producer. you got to sell the studio. They're going to insist on some degree of creativity, creative freedom to take your story, as good as it might be, and change it to their own requirements. Yeah. 
Yep, that's, we know Atlas. Comes with the territory. That's that's probably the reason why we're going to have to go with the novel version of it so we can tell the story the way that we want to. And the other project that I probably would like to do is, you know, these production companies came out with all kinds of documentaries because of the Indiana Jones film about Crystal Skull. But I've talked with some of the other people who are researchers and investigators, and we just feel like they, they missed the mark. There was so much more... They could have talked about. So if there is ever a possibility, opportunity to do our own documentary, I really would like to do that to show some of the things that we've been talking about and find a way to present it. So well, give me a call. I'll help you with it. Probably, I've got a yeah, whole that's right. I know. production you, studio. So, okay, you know, so I, could, then, I could help you with please. it. I've already helped produce one. Uh, I thought it was a very good documentary on the subject and uh, was able to pull J.J. Hurtak uh, out of the ethers uh, to participate in it. Uh, he had Chris, great... tell our listeners who he is. J.J. Hurtek is one of the more enigmatic figures, I think, in the history of uh, the paranormal. He's got I don't know how many doctorates. He's uh, uh, one of the ones that you know has been touted as being the father of the New Age. Just has been around forever. Speaks, I don't know, 11 languages. Uh, travels the world. Uh, he's just an amazing guy. Very mysterious uh, in some ways. He, he wrote a very uh, famous book called The Keys of Enoch, which is written almost like a Bible. And some people do call it the New Age Bible. He's uh, someone that I just happened to meet oh, 12 years or so ago and, and claims he's a fan of my work and, and I see him. He stops by once a year and I was able to snag him to uh, comment uh, about Crystal Skulls in this documentary and uh, he came up with some very interesting uh, observations about the location of some of these skulls and where they're found and how they, they almost are found in a grid-like crystalline network uh, in terms of their actual place, place of their discovery. Discovery, and he had a very interesting map that showed the proximity of these locations of where these things are on Earth. I mean, the ones that are actually pulled out of the ground. I just found it uh, very fascinating uh, to be able to get him to become involved in a in a documentary. You don't see him on TV. Uh, he's uh, very reclusive. He's traveling around the world all the time. He's involved with uh, indigenous peoples and in, in helping uh, create sustainability and and you know, better the lives of indigenous people as well as his archaeological work. But uh, I'd be willing, Joshua, to help you out in any way. Uh, just let me know. I do have uh, have some skills in, in, a, in a video studio. Of course, I'm plugging myself here. It's a little shameless, but... He's going to run commercials later on, by the way, but yeah. he also has to pay for the commercials. Right. No, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah I pay for it. You'll pay for your own commercials. Okay. No, but seriously speaking, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you could produce in something like this. So what's your take on it, Joshua? Well, what would I put in it? I'm leaning more towards what's called a docudrama, because when I think about everything that people are attracted to, they like stories. So if we could create a story that's based on true details, true skulls, true histories, I think you could make an amazing documentary. That's the direction I'm going. It basically was an idea that I got when I was talking to this friend I have who's also a director of documentaries in Florida. We had toyed about it. But always the ba basic challenge is to have all the resources necessary to make it happen. I think this year some things are going to break through related to the Crystal Skulls. But we'll just have to wait and see how it goes. I wanted to ask you since you raised that. Over the years, people have said this is the year we're going to have some revelation about something or other. What makes you think this is going to happen with Crystal Skulls this year? Well, what I always do 
is I look at how things are actually going for us because this work that we do, this is how we make our living. So I look and see, you know, are we being invited to different places? Are different opportunities coming up? And based upon the people that I know, that I talk to in the world, it just seems like for everyone, there's this sensing of a major door coming. Part of the other reason I feel this, and again, it's it's one of these crazy experiences I can only share it, but it's happening, is we each have our own what I call spirit guides. And whoever these guides are that are helping us with our work with the crystal skulls, they're telling us that the vibration of the planet has raised to a higher frequency, especially in this year, that they're going to start coming forward and doing things in a more visible manner. What does that mean? Does it mean that we might see more UFOs or we might actually have a, a time where there's an extraterrestrial we meet and it's not like blank from somebody's memory or imagination? You can touch them, you can see them. I don't know if it's going to be something like this. Could it mean that maybe some of the very, very old crystal skulls, which maybe we've heard in legends that we don't know, are they real, are they not? Could they start coming out? One of the interesting things that I really haven't seen is I haven't seen indigenous elders traveling the world with crystal skulls. I've seen modern people traveling the world with crystal skulls and sharing it, but I haven't really seen indigenous elders or shamans really traveling a lot with crystal skulls. Uh, like, for example, I know Hoon Sputzman, who is a mind daykeeper that we mentioned, he has his own crystal skull now, but this wasn't one that he found on the Mayan land. He was gifted from a man in China. So it's kind of what they call a Tibetan skull. I don't know. I just, I just see doors opening that I've never seen before uh, related to the work. I just have this sensing that finally, after 28 years of working on this, finally some of these large projects, which I've mentioned, we're finally going to be able to do them. So I just will stay positive and, you know, I'll just expect it. And hopefully maybe some of your listeners will feel the same, and they might say, yeah, I want to get involved. I'd like to help. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of the involvement. One more segment left with Joshua Shapiro. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to 
fit your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver. That's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver. UtopiaSilver.com or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. UtopiaSilver.com. Taking back America's health care one American at a time. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol The number one secret to having great health and long life is having high levels of glutathione. This master antioxidant is required by your body to stop free radicals, keep cells young, remove chemical and heavy metal toxins, support immunity, support liver functions, stop inflammation, and much more. The results of optimal levels of glutathione in your body are more mental and physical energy, stronger immune system, greater endurance, and more. Do you know the number one secret superfood that helps increase your glutathione levels by 64% or more? It's unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. This health food is amazing in its ability to do so much for virtually everyone. Introducing One World Whey, an industry-first unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We have Joshua Shapiro, and he's very optimistic about this year, something really major happening in the realm of crystal skull research. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. So it comes down to this here, and that is we have a lot of interest in crystal skulls about the possibilities. What can we do to get mainstream science to look at stuff like this? I wish I knew the answer to that, Gene. Um, The only thing I can think of to do is just to continue to share the best information that we can gather with the hope that perhaps one of the scientists will look at it and say, you know, there's something remarkable going on here, and we need to understand this. We can't just pretend it's not happening, because that's the sensing that I get from the scientists and the archaeologists, is it's like... Some of the experiences that people are having and some of the phenomenon going on around the skulls, it just kind of refutes their theories of of reality. And so rather than say, well, you know, let's take a look, they just keep going forward. So 
The best we can do is continue to publish our books, continue to do our lectures, try to get our movies out, our documentaries, try to work with people like Chris and see, you know, if we can create something else. If we can do some kind of a research, like what happened with the Skull Group in England, I don't know if you guys ever heard of that group, where they were having direct contact from spirit and spirit was manifesting everything you can imagine in this cellar in the basement of this home. We, we went there and... The only thing I can tell you is is that after we went into that cellar and we looked at the crystal skulls we brought, they all shifted internally. That's one of the things that I think would bother scientists that a... a Excuse me, shifted yeah, internally? About that. Yeah, so what I'm saying is... What does that mean? When you have a crystal... What does that mean, okay, shifted you, internally? Okay, so when you have a crystal skull, it has a certain pattern inside of it, okay? A certain way that the crystal looks, in particular, let's take Portal de Luz, which was in the cellar. So it has um, fractures inside of it, and it has um, different shapes of things. But over time, what happens is how it looks internally changes. In other words, it's a physical object. According to scientists, it should not be changing, but it physically changes in its internal form. And so you, can I'm saying this, you can see this then. You can see it very clearly. I mean, for example, Portal de Luz, when I first received him in uh, 1999, he was a very dark shade of gray. And he didn't have all these cracks and changes inside of him. And now he's a very light shade of gray. And I've actually seen him. This was very remarkable. When I was in Poland, we were supported by a, um, a doctor who did um, biomagnetic healing. He was very famous for this, and he became interested in the crystal skulls. So there was this woman there who was like an operatic singer, and this Dr. Uh, Pucharski was his name, I believe. He gave the crystal skull to this woman and said, hold it under your throat and sing with it. So he began, she began to sing with it, and she said she sang more powerfully than she ever did before. But this smoky quartz skull that was, you know, a gray color became almost totally clear like clear quartz and you could visibly see it and then Whoa, after did anybody time, videotape this was this was can you can you doc was this documented no unfortunately it wasn't documented but we all saw it and i've seen it happen again where other people have worked with this go and it has totally changed in its color and shape and sound so well do you have before and after photographs no, we, 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 did, we don't think that way. We should have thought that way, of course. So <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. You should be thinking that way because you're being asked to demonstrate the reality of something that a lot of people don't accept. And now you have a chance to show evidence. Okay, this is before, this is after. But then, of course, the other skeptical comment would be, how do I know it's the same skull? So that would be another point, too. How do I know it's the same skull that was this color now and that color later? Well, that's easy to that's yeah, easy, exactly. Gene. That's easy to ascertain. Well, you just get the actual weight out to seven uh, places, and and you can determine you can determine whether it's the same object or not. What what I'm suggesting is uh, it's it's if you want to get science involved, you got to come up with something that's tantalizing enough for them to 
to go, well, wait a minute. How can that be possible? I want to look into this. And it would seem to me any time that you do any work with that skull, you should have tape recorders going. You should have photographs. You should have videotape running and document all this stuff because you never know when you're going to have that smoking gun evidence that's going to be enough to interest modern diagnostic science. And until you do that, uh, I don't think that this whole subject is going to be taken seriously. In fact, this subject uh, is going to generate a tremendous amount of controversy on our forums because we do have a lot of people that are super objective, super uh, skeptical but open-minded. And, you know, they're going to be dogging us for not dogging you more, <laughs> basically. And I have been around these skulls. I do know there is something about them that is that is worthy of investigation. I don't fully buy into the spiritual side of, of the equation, although I sense there may be something to it. But uh, I think the only way we're going to bridge that gap of, of, of suspension of disbelief is if we have enough empirical evidence to present to science that would be enough to get them involved. And that's, you know, I, I'm getting off my crystal soapbox here. Well, I think what the, the key comment is is to when I have the opportunity to speak, like I, I kind of did this on the TV show I'll be on for National Geographic, is challenge the scientist. Hey, there are things going on. I dare you to prove it wrong. But yeah. you know what? None yeah. of them have come forward yet to show that interest because they just think, ah, this Shapiro guy, what is he talking about? He has no scientific background, so we'll just ignore him. But doesn't that put the onus on you to be more proactive in providing that evidence so they can't dismiss it? It's not, you prove me wrong, it is, let me prove to you that I'm right, because that's what they're going to demand. They're not going to look into it unless you provide some compelling evidence. That's where it's all about. And I agree with you, Gene. So we have tried in the past to do the experiments, which we briefly talked about, which if we can ever get out the full version of the new, new book that we have, a lot of that research and information is contained in there. So Excellent. I wish, though, that there was the possibility in a way, as you said, Chris, that we could have somebody traveling with us to document it because almost every time we go somewhere, there is something unusual that comes up around the crystal skulls. But shouldn't you have more tools to capture this? Video cameras, even cell phone camcorders are pretty decent nowadays. Scientific instruments isn't, again, the pressure on you to provide all that evidence. Say, here it is. This is the equipment we have. We have stay-of-the-art as much as we can afford. We're going to prove it to you. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you, Gene. We do need to do that. So perhaps the purpose of this conversation that we're having today is a reminder to pay more attention to those things. Well, why because aren't you paying more attention to those things? <laughs> because I have so many things I'm trying to do, Gene, as one person. It's unimaginable. So, I mean, if I had an army of people that could help us with what we're doing, which is why we're trying to get the nonprofit going to see if we can get some grants and things, it would be a lot easier. But right now, as it is, when you have to do everything for yourself, for your survival and your work, it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, boy, I know about that. <laughs> but regardless whether it is or not, we are very dedicated to this, and when the right time comes for all these things to fall into place, we believe that it will. That's why I do the radio shows, hoping there will be listeners who will say, you know, I understand what Joshua's talking about. I'd like to help. I'd like to get involved. But we're going to keep going no matter what. Okay, so if anyone wants to help, 
provide some research material, hardware, whatever, where do they get in touch with you? Okay, the, the easiest way to get in touch with us is uh, through our email address, which is crystalskullexplorers at gmail.com. Um, or if you just look up Joshua Shapiro on Google, uh, you should be able to find us. Uh, I just did a search myself, and I was surprised how many of those entries under my name are listed right on the first page. Right, so, so it's a first page link. And by the way, if you go to our website, theparacast.com, we also have a link to Joshua's site so you can check out the things he has to offer. From Chris and from me, special thank you, Joshua Shapiro, for joining us this week on the Paracast. Well, thank you, Gene and Chris, for the opportunity to share more about the crystal skull. So I think it's really important for the future of humanity, and people, if they're not familiar with it, they should take a look at it or try to research it more.